Well, hey everybody, good to talk to y'all again. I wanted to hop on. You know we're going to talk about something that's very near and dear to my heart. But before we get into that episode, um, I do want to say that I am hosting a fundraiser for like my birthday. Um, it's to St. Jude's. <clears throat> I think it's a beautiful organization. The thing that um, really hit me close to home with St. Jude's is I was watching this movie called The Heart of Christmas. It was a beautiful story about like how this community came together to give this two-year-old who, his name was Dax, he ended up passing at two. He lost his battle to leukemia. But it was so beautiful because everybody in his neighborhood came together to give him a Christmas in October before he passed. One last Christmas that he can see, one that was so beautiful that this baby went out enjoying his very last Christmas here on earth. Um, if you would like to donate, if you'll love to donate, um, I'll see if I can attach uh, the link to the fundraiser in the description. If I cannot, um, you can go to my Facebook. My name is Trinity Prejean. You'll see a picture of me uh, holding my diploma when I graduated on my graduation day. And you can go ahead and donate like that. But before we even get into any of that... We're going to go ahead and listen to some music, like we always do, but we're going to listen to some music before I get into this episode. So, talk to y'all in a little bit.
saving up. Got stacks on deck like he's saving up. And he ill, he real, he might got a deal. He pop bottles and he got the right kind of bill. He call, he dope, he might sell coke. He always in the air, but he never fly couch. He a motherfucking drip, drip, sell all the drip, drip. When he make a drip, drip, kiss him on a lip, lip. That's the kind of dude I was looking for. And yes, you'll get slapped if you're looking ho. I said, excuse me, you're a hell of a guy. I mean, my mind, my, my, you're like pelican fly. I mean, you're so shy and I'm loving your tie. You're like slicker than the guy with the thing on his eye. Oh. Yes, I did, yes, I did. Somebody please tell him who the F I is. I am Nicki Minaj. I'm that some dudes up. That coops up. You trust me? Entrepreneur niggas in the Mongols. He can bow with the cool, he can sound loud. But I think I like him better when he dow loud. And I think I like him better with the fitted cap on. He ain't even gotta try to put the Mac on. He just gotta give me that look. When he give me that look, then the penny coming off. Oh, oh, excuse me. You're a hell of a guy. You know I really got a thing for American guys. I mean, sigh. Sickening eyes. I can tell that you're in touch with your feminine side. Oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Somebody please tell him who the F I is. I am Nicki Minaj. I'm at some dudes up. That coops up and choke the dudes up. to this episode so um today we're gonna talk about my grandmother i did say this episode was originally supposed to be about how i think relationships should be but um me and my mom were talking last night and she asked me how did i feel when my grandmother passed being that my grandmother was basically my mother, me and my mother were raised more like sisters than we were mother and daughter, being that she had me at a young age. And 
I will, I'll never forget the day. I'll never forget the day that I last saw my grandmother. I remember it like it was yesterday, sixth period, presenting my presentation to my English class. Hear my name called excited because I'm leaving early. Seeing my auntie in the front office and she telling me, hey, we're going to go visit your grandmother in the hospital. Oh, I was excited because what I was looking for, what I was imagining, that my grandmother would bounce back from whatever life threw at her because she always, if she ended up in the nursing home, she got out of there and she was just as fine. She ended up in the hospital, she got out of there just as fine, happy, lively, alive. We drove to the hospital. I'm happy. I'm singing along to the songs on the radio. I'm telling my auntie I'm so happy to see her. Me and her laughing. And I'm telling her why I expect to see. But then we get to Baptist Hospital. And I'm walking down the ICU hall. Looking at all the names on there. Looking in the rooms for my grandmother. I finally find her. And I walked in. Happy with a big smile on my face. Happy to see her. To see her do a little dancey dance. Calling me the nickname that she had for me. But no, I didn't see that. What I saw was my grandmother's eyes closed. I turned right back around and cried in my auntie's chest. Because I was expecting to see my best friend are happy to see me, but that's not what I saw. What I saw broke my heart, broke my spirit into two. We went down and my mother pulled up. And all she could tell me was, I'm sorry, I didn't know that you were here yet. We're just coming back, I'm sorry, I didn't know you was here. I was so numb, but all I could do was cry. Got in the car in the back seat in between my auntie and my uncle. Land on my auntie's chest crying. We're driving to the funeral home where she'll be buried. A little ways away from her dad. But why did it have to be her? Why couldn't it have been her older sister? Why her? But we're driving. We're driving there and I see it. Funeral home. And all I could think was, no, she can't be. She, she, she can't. My auntie and my uncle got out the car. My mother got in the backseat with me and she's holding me. And I'm just, and all I could do was scream, no, she can't leave me. No, she can't leave me. She can't leave me. She cannot leave me here by myself. But boy, my mother told me broke my heart even more into two. She got the phone call at 5.30 a.m. in the morning that my grandmother, my best friend, the person that I told every single one of my deepest, darkest secrets to went into organ failure. She went into organ failure. Why did she go into organ failure? Nothing was wrong with her. She was perfectly fine. She was 
perfectly fine. Got out the car, still crying my heart out. Finally stopped crying. And it was just so numb. I didn't know how to process all the emotions that was just coming. <laughs> sit down and I listen to them go over the plans of how everything is going to go when she gets buried. We drove back to the hospital. Nobody else was with me when I walked back into that room. I grabbed her hand and I just I put it to my face. Her hands were colder so much colder than what they usually were. And I just sat there. And I sang my grandmother. One last song before she passed on Saturday. This was the Thursday when I saw her. My grandmother passed on Saturday. Imagine my disappointment. When I finally realized she wasn't coming back from this. So I sat next to her, holding her hand, singing to her, and telling her all my plans. How I'm going to graduate high school, and I'm going to make her proud. I'm going to go off to college, and I'm going to make her proud. I'm going to graduate with working in a hospital, working with kids. I'm gonna make her proud. I graduated high school with honors. I'm in college right now for my RN. I'm going to make her proud. And then I remember Saturday came. And my three uncles, and my, my Uncle, the baby boy, wife, just rubbing him. And I sat in the chair, my mother telling me, come on, baby, come on. Y'all need to be up in here for it. And I told her, no. I said, adamant, no, I will not leave my grandmother. I'm not leaving her. I sat there. And I watched her heart rate decrease from 100 to 90, all the way down to 20, to where I had to pull out my phone and play a game, and I just kept looking back up, and I kept watching it decrease, until it got to zero, and all I could do was just stare as I heard the flat line of her life actually being over. I was so frozen that I didn't realize that the nurse that was taking care of my grandmother during that entire time that she was in the ICU had her hand on my shoulder. And she told me, sweetie, do you want to go get your mom? I sat there for a good 10, 15 more seconds. Then I finally went to my mother and I was like, mom, the nurse wants you. The lady looked at her and she shook her head no. And my mother bust out crying. It broke her soul and all I could do was rub her back. I was so numb that I didn't know how to process my feelings anymore. Then her funeral came. And I remember seeing her. 
I gave her her last kiss on her forehead. I kissed her forehead and I remember thinking, you're so cold. Why are you so cold? I, oh, my thought was, you couldn't leave me. My thought was when I saw her in that funeral home was to climb in the casket and just lay down next to her and just get parried with her if I could. Because when she passed, a piece of my heart went with, went with her. When she passed, my a piece of my heart went with her. I remember that I spoke on behalf of all the grandkids, me being the oldest out of all of them. And I remember telling them all about the good things, all the good times that we had. Wintertime was our is still my favorite. And when she was here, I'll make us a big cup of coffee, a big pot of coffee, pour our coffee cups, get us some blankets, and we'll just sit outside for hours. We'll probably go outside at like 10 a.m. and wouldn't go back into the house until maybe 3, 4 p.m. And I'll just go back in, refill our coffee cups, and enjoy. We used to watch old movies. And I'm not just saying like, I'm talking about black and white, the 1920s, like with Betty Davis, Joan Crawford, Cary Grant. I'm talking about those Alfred Hitchcock movies. And I used to sing to her. Any song that I could think of, any song that I just heard, I would sing to her and I'd be like, hey, this reminds me of you. And she would love to just hear me just sing to her. She always knew when I was upset, when I was, when I was sad. She always knew that whenever I tried to fake my smile and I tried to hide it, she would always just look at me and be like, what's wrong? And I'd be like, oh, nothing, grandma, I'm good, I'm good. She'd be like, I know you, what's wrong? And I would just tell her. I noticed after she passed, I just stopped writing. I grew up a love for painting. But even after that, I kind of let that go. I remember when I was little and we lived in the same apartment complex. Me and mom lived in one, grandma lived in the other one, and I used to sneak out at night, run to her house, and climb in bed with her. Waking her up at 12 a.m. because I wanted pancakes. And she would fix me a whole meal. There would be pancakes, eggs, and sausage. Then I would go sleep, then wake up at 7.30, Eat me some special K cereal with bananas cut up into them. Then she'll give me two dollars to go um, to the ice cream truck. And I used to ride my little Dora tricycle because I was really into Dora when I was little. To the ice cream, to the ice cream truck. Give them a dollar for my little ice cream sandwich. Come back in with my face all covered in chocolate. And she used to just laugh. And then she would come clean my little face. 
and then I'll go right back outside whenever 12 o'clock hit, 12 p.m. hit. I went right back outside so I can get me another ice cream sandwich and then came right back in, rolled my bike in front of the apartment door and then went right back in at like 4 p.m. We will sit down on the couch after she bathed me for the night and everything. And we used to watch TBN. And we used to watch all the Christian movies on that channel. And so I would just come run my little, tiny little five-year-old, six-year-old body in there, jump on the couch, lay right there next to her. Lay right there next to her. And um, watch the movies. Fall asleep. I will fall asleep and wake up at, it never failed. I fell asleep at 8 p.m., woke up at 12 a.m. My grandmother had this cabinet filled with my favorite cookies, which were animal cookies. But the animal cookies were in this cute little box with a little string, like a tennis shoe string on it. And had like the little lions and all of that. And I used to like pull it, like eat it, and like put it next to the lions, next to the tiger, the monkey, and the elephant. And I used to enjoy just like eating those every time we went to a store. It never failed. She always got me my animal crackers. Always. I was more at my grandma's house than I was at my own house. I would literally call her and be like, Granny, I'm coming over. My bag is already packed. I'll be there in like 10, 15 minutes. She wouldn't say, Trina, you got to ask. No, she would say, okay, you know, you got the key. Go ahead and come on, baby. Go ahead and come on. Me and her would enjoy just sitting there watching the 1980s movies. I would watch it. Was a wonderful, it's a wonderful life. The Bishop's Wife. Um, Mildred Pierce, which I need to go ahead and pull that out so I can watch that again so I can feel a lot closer to my grandmother. I can honestly say when I end up watching break Breakfast at Tiffany's, I felt so close to my grandmother that I literally said, thank you, Grandma, for giving me the love of old movies. <sighs> um... I remember, like, when I would get in trouble, when I would get in trouble um, at school, she would just, she would sit me down and she'd be like, Trini, baby, you can't do that, baby. You can't be doing that. You can't be saying that. And I'd be like, but that made me mad. Well, baby, you can't be saying that to them people. You can't do that. And I'd be like, okay, granny. Go back to school. Be bad as heck again. But she always spoke to me. I can also say, my grandmother never laid a hand on me, except when I was eight. I'll look here. I don't remember what we was over here yelling about. I don't know. Well, it wasn't really yelling. I don't know what it was that I cannot remember what was said. But what I do remember is my grandma told me go pick a switch off the tree because she had this tree in front of her um, window when she had her house, but she got it cut. She told me go pick a switch off the tree. Me thinking that I'm smart as heck. Went and picked the smallest one. Baby, why did I do that? She went and sent me out there five more times. Got a rubber band. 
tied them together. Tell me to turn around and drop my pants. OMG. Look here. I was eight. I was eight. The first and last time she ever had to worry about whooping me. The first and last time she ever had to worry about whooping me. Man, who was sitting in the living room watching Judge Judy? Like, we, we would literally be two souls. Every Friday was our girls' night. Every Friday. She, we would, um, she was sitting her provider because she was handy. She was handicapped. She was able-bodied. It's just she couldn't really do things too much by herself without, like, her walker. But she was, she was in her provider. Well, yeah, she was in her provider to the store with like a list of things that we needed. So we would have we would bake cookies. We had popcorn. We had hot chocolate. We had coffee. We had ice cream. What else we had? And then we picked like the movies that we was gonna watch for the whole night. That's what we did. So I made the pot of coffee. I made the hot chocolate. Um, me and her would get into the kitchen together. We would make the bake the cookies. Um, and then I would like whenever we wanted popcorn, I would go into the kitchen. You know, get the find like the biggest bowl that was in there, pop the popcorn, put it in there, go back in the room and watch some OTV. It was awesome. Like, when I say it was awesome, like, it was amazing. Like, I, my grandmother was basically my all-in-one, my first love, my first best friend, the one who taught me what true love is like, the person who taught me what an actual best friend is supposed to be like. Like, somebody that will stand up for you, somebody that knows when you're upset, what takes you off, when you're faking a smile, when you're actually upset but you really don't want to say, and somebody's that's not somebody that's not going to push you and force you to tell them what's wrong. Like I thought that I had best friends, but it turns out that I actually did not. And I'm not gonna lie, it really did hurt me. I ended my freshman year of high school without my grandmother and started my sophomore year without my grandma and ended my senior year without my grandmother. Even though she's looking at me from above, I really hated when people would find out that I lost my grandmother and they would hug me and rub me on my back and be like, hey, it's going to be okay because what you really don't understand is it's never going to be okay unless you've actually lost a grandparent yourself. If you've lost your grandparent, especially one that you were so close to, somebody that was your best friend, the one that you did everything with, then you can go ahead and talk to me about that because you will understand that telling somebody that it's going to be okay is not something that somebody wants to hear. You can say it gets better, it does, but then again, you also have to remember that sometimes you wake up and then you're like, OMG, I want to call this person, but then you have to remember that they actually passed. I will not forget it. I had four dreams about my grandmother. Two, uh, two a few months after she passed, and then over the years, I will have some dreams about my grandmother.
the dreams that I had, I remember the very first one, and it really messed with me, because it was like later on into the future, I can't even tell you how long it was, like if I was in my 20s, if I was in my 30s, what, all I can tell you is, in the dream, I was in this lab coat, I was in a doctor's coat, it had Dr. Pre-Gene on it, baby, I made it. And I remember it was like this nursing home, high-tech type hospital. And I remember my grandma walking in. Not rolling, walking in. And she just looked at me, didn't say anything. Walked to the bed and lay down on it. I just shrugged my shoulders, turned around and went back to the noting that I was doing. But then the crazy part about it was she got up and she walked to me, put her hand on my shoulder, shook her head at me, gave me a smile, and the next thing you know, she was gone. I woke up. And I was like, um, gee. The next one, which my mother doesn't know about, but the next one was, it was literally I was on these steps and all I saw was clouds and I saw my grandmother she walked to me she had angel wings on and she told me and the scenery was so beautiful like when the sun is coming up and the sun setting the sun rise and the sunset mixed together in a beautiful color and it looks so gorgeous and I just remember my grandmother telling me that it's going to get better I'm gonna be okay. Then the next one was, I knew that she, I, I, I knew that she had passed, but it was so crazy because I was back in that old house. The house that I have so many memories growing up in, the house that I first got sick, the house that I first had my crush in, the house where I had all of my toys, like my best Christmases and everything in. And I remember her walking out the bathroom and she looked at me and I said, hey, you're back. And she was like, yeah. I just wanted to let you know you have to take care of your mom and your uncles. And I'm like, okay. And I remember me and her just sitting down and me and her were just talking like we never lost our connection. And it was so awesome because, I mean, I knew that she had passed, but it was so beautiful to see her. And it was so realistic. And my mother ended up walking in and she was like, Mom, what are you doing here? And she was like, I just came down to check on y'all. And she just smiled at me, winked at me, and I saw these gifts on the table. And all of them had my name on them. Most had my name on them, didn't have my little cousin. There was some gifts for my little cousins, some for my mom, some for my uncles, and then a note. This is you have to take care of them. Because now that I'm gone, you have to take care of them. Because they don't know they don't know how to deal, and I know you're strong enough to do this, Trini Boom. I know you're strong enough to do this. You have to take care of them. At least try and lead them on the right path. 
And I just started crying. And I will remember waking up crying. Because it felt so real. Like my grandmother was actually there. Like I could touch her. I could smell her. I could kiss. I could kiss her again. And I woke up out of that dream so angry because she really was not there when I woke up. And then the very last dream was she let me know how proud of me she was. That no matter what, she would always, always be there with me. Always. And, you know, it, it made me feel much better because I finally realized I wasn't as alone as I always thought that I was. But now that she passed, it's kind of hard to speak to anybody else about, like, how I feel without somebody being like, OMG, like, what's wrong with you? Like, ill, no, get away from me. It's hard for me to actually trust people because the people that I thought were my friends and that I trusted enough basically turned their backs on me and was just like, screw you, I got what I wanted and now I'm done with you. So that is everything that I wanted to talk about for right now. Please give me a moment. I'm about to change this song and kind of get myself back together. Okay, I'm back. And I'm situated now. I'm feeling so much better. This is a song that my grandmother really, really loved because she always told me, I'm going to be walking. I'm going to walk again. And I'm going to walk very soon. So when I had that dream of her walking towards me, it really kind of blew me.
I'm going to end this episode of Talking with Trinity with a poem I wrote <clears throat> about a month and a half after my grandmother. And this was another one of her favorite songs. That's well, not it. titled death of grandmother to death you could have warned me that she would be gone but you didn't why the death of her was too much you left me in the dark with no light i hate you death because you took the only person who i loved away without warning you could have waited but you didn't wait you just took her like you didn't care for her you just took her like you didn't care for hurt. You just took her. Like you didn't care for hurt. To my grandmother. Roses are red. Violets are blue. I miss you. Do you miss me too? You're now gone. I don't know what to do now. You're gone. I'm continuing the work you are doing for your, your youngest grandbaby. Enjoy your life up there with God. I know for sure you're watching out and over me. Enjoy your life up there with God. I know for sure you're watching out and over me. Do you miss me too? You're now gone. I don't know what to do. Enjoy your life up there with God. I know for sure you're watching out and over me. I'm glad that your pain is over now. I just wish that it could have just been over down here with me. Still guiding me and advising me on the right things to do. On who are my true friends. I love you, baby. And always will. 
and I hope to see you again. It was nice talking to y'all. Thank you for listening to me. Everybody have a great day. Okay, 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 my loves. This is another episode of Talking with Trinity. And today's episode is going to be a relationship player. I'm just saying, guys aren't the only ones that can be players too. But we're about to listen to this good music. So... I'll see (laughs) y'all in a little bit. Bye for now.
song is my jam but let's go ahead and get into this episode so we're in what the beginning of april we're gonna fast forward to the ending of february because i started talking to this dude (laughs) february 23rd yeah i know the exact date i went and (laughs) looked at some receipts but anyway so I decided, I called myself deciding that I want to make me a dame profile. Because everybody around me got them a little boo thing and I'm sick and tired of being single. So, I was like, okay, let me go ahead and make this. So, I made it. You know, I was liking some people. You know, got matched with some others. But, I wasn't really feeling them. But, I was kind of feeling, I ended up matching with him. Cool, no problem. Seeing that we went to the same high school. But, he kind of transferred out the second semester. Cool. No problem. So me and him just talking. And found out that he got out of like an abusive relationship six months ago. And I'm just like, oh, okay, well, I mean, we can pursue this if you want and all of this. But this is my thing. Sir, you live an hour and a half from me. And... You're wanting me to come pick you up to drive you out to my city so that we can do things? Red flag number one. But we gotta get to that. So me and him was talking and I was like, okay. And I was like, and he was like talking about going on a date. I was like, okay, cool. We can probably go to like the movies or whatever and we can go and do our date like that. Cool, no problem. But the moment that you said, oh, well, I don't have a car right now, so you'll have to come and pick me up. And I'll just drive us everywhere. <laughs> because guess what? Red flag number one. Because, baby, I would rather you come pick me up. You know, you come from your city to my city, pick me up for our date and drop me back off home. Like, I mean, why Why I'm going to have to come pick you up? Then you're, I'm going to have a little break because you're going to be driving us everywhere in my city. But then again, at the end of the night, I have to drop you back home and then drive all the way back to Baytown. So you live in Lubbock, Lumberton, Texas. I live in Baytown, Texas. That's like an hour, two hours away from me. (laughs) No. 
So I was like, okay, well, whenever you get your truck or, like, if you can get a car or whatever, we can go ahead and go on a date. Me and him just talking. Just talking. And he's like, oh, well, I would like you to be my girlfriend. Red flag number two. Baby, me? The moment that you take me on an actual date, then, okay, you can go ahead and ask me, hey, go ahead and be my girlfriend and all of this. But we haven't even met face to face yet, sir. And you expect me to be like, oh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm me. I'm going to go ahead and, like, you know, make you believe that you actually getting over on me. And, like, oh, okay, well, we're actually doing this. Okay, cool. No problem. So, I was like, oh, okay, well, hi, yeah. But what you didn't know is I was over here talking to, like, a whole bunch of other dudes. Ones that I didn't really like too much, they got blocked. My favorite, my favorite button is the block button. Because blocking you means that I don't have to deal with you ever again. And then, I'll be quick. I'm going to unblock you whenever I get bored. And we're going to talk. And then I'm going to block you back again. Because, I mean, that's the fun of it for me. So, I'm just talking to him. And he said something to me that really pissed me off. Because, like, he went out of town for, like, work. And, I like, I mean, I'm going to make sure, like, if you went out of town, I mean, I'm a, I'm a sweet person. And I'm going to be like, hey, are you okay? Did you arrive safely? Sir, you didn't talk to me. Mind you, we were talking on Snapchat. You left me on delivered for a good 18 hours. Hmm, honey, what you doing? And then you come, and you're like, hey, sorry, I got knocked out, and I was in the hospital. Okay. Cool, okay. I'm going I'm to assume that that actually happened, right? But then here comes the other one. You left me. I was like, okay, well, I hope you're okay. Let me know when you get home. You got home on Saturday. Trust me, I paid attention. You said that you was leaving for a week and you'll be back on Saturday. Okay, you got home on Saturday. I messaged you on Saturday and said, I hope you got in safely and, you know, your family was happy to see you and everything. You didn't message me back until Sunday. Oh, hey, I'm sorry. I was with family and I forgot. I apologize. Yeah, I got home safe. So that's where I feel like number two. Number two. <laughs> That's a big red flag, number two. Hey, sorry. You use that same excuse when you so-called got knocked out at work. And you're saying, hey, sorry, I was with family and I kind of forgot. Okay, red flag, number two. I don't, that, hey, sorry, that's a big, that's a big excuse. A big, fat lie of an excuse. Okay. I'll let you make it with that. But, see, the thing about it is I'm already pimping like I'm playing you because I'm talking to a whole nother guy I'm talking to like two other guys I didn't really like them so I mean they got blocked but it's still the fact of I'm looking for a whole nother guy because just because you're like oh well we'll do this this and this doesn't mean that I'm actually just like staying oh well well, since we're doing that, I'm going to go ahead and, like, you know, delete this dating profile. And you're just going to be my main one. No. Um, nah. I'm, I'm not that, I'm not that dumb. I'm not. Mm-mm. So, we kept talking and all of this. 
And so my birthday came around and he was like, hey, I want to see you for your birthday. Okay, cool. No problem. I had a lot going on because like my mom had a whole bunch of things planned for my birthday. Like a whole bunch. So I it slipped my mind that he said that he was going to come and see me for my birthday. And so I had like a pre-birthday dinner. Like I was getting my nails done. I was getting a whole bunch of things done before my birthday came around. So I really wasn't worried about this dude right here coming to see me. Because guess what? I was about to be around family anyway. So I mean, you was, you was the furthest thing from my mind. That lets you know that I really did not give two checks about you. Because if I was really into you, I'd be and being like, hey, mom, like this guy, such and such, such, want to come see me for my birthday? Like, where we going to be so I can, so you know, so he can meet the family and all of that? Yeah, no, I definitely, <laughs> no. So, the day of my birthday, he messaged me and he was like, hey, sorry, I'm not going to be able to come see you because I have COVID. So, I mean, me being me, ill, no, stay away, don't come. He was like, yeah, I'm not. Okay, cool. I check on you. My birthday was March 19th. I checked on you on the 20th, the day after my birthday. Like, hey, are you okay? So you left me on delivered for three days. What the hell are you doing? I mean, excuse my language, but what the hell are you doing? Like, you left me on the delivered for three days. And I don't know if, like, your COVID got bad and, like, you in the hospital behind, like, you almost halfway dying. Like, I don't know what's going on. You finally messaged back, oh, well, I got into a car accident. Oh, you got into a car accident? Huh, because your excuse when you said I got into a car accident was, hey, sorry, I got into a car accident. You got into a car accident? (laughs) I just said, okay. You had a whole attitude about that. And so my best friend knew that I was talking to this guy, so, like, every time I would go over to her house, she like I'll message him and then she'll laugh because like I would get done messaging him and be talking to a whole completely different guy and she was like Trent you can't be doing this and I'm like I can't why why I can't she was like because you you and him like I'm like girl please what the hell I look like being a one woman like no we've only been talking for like a month and a half I'm not yours. The moment that you actually come and pick me up for a date, then I could be like, oh, okay. And then I'm going to stop and I'm going to be like, hey, <clears throat> I have a boyfriend. We can be friends if you don't want to be friends. And that's cool. But no, that didn't happen. So, but this is this is my kicker because, like, I was... I was messing with him like, oh, hey, like, if we go on a date, we can go do this, this, and this. And, like, we can hang out a lot more and, like, all of this. Like, all the gushy stuff, you know, making his ego hype up. And my thing was, because he was like, I love you, baby. <laughs> I don't love you. I like you. You cute, you cute in your own way. Like, when I said this, this dude is cute in his own way, when I showed the picture to my aunties, I said, now I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it like this. He cute in his own way, and they laughed. They're like, what? And then they said, they was like, oh, yeah, you definitely right. He is cute in his own way. Yeah, mm-hmm, he's cute in his own way. I like his personality because it was, like, a really, really cool personality. 
but you you not you're not that cute and if anybody ever saw me especially when i sat that i want to doll myself up and i want to be a catfish out there and i say catfish because not every day i'm looking all put together like not every day i am and if you're thinking i'm looking all put together every day then you have another thing coming so this dude was like, I love you. And I'm not about to say this to you until we're like a year into our relationship or probably like six months. I mean, I'm just saying. And I'm laughing. And I would change the subject to something completely different. And so my best friend, she would like tease me about it. She'd be like, yeah. So because he was like, I want to see that beautiful smile of the girl that I love. And so when she saw that, she was like, yeah, show him that beautiful smile of the girl he loves. And I'm like, girl, shut up. I'm done with you. And so she laughing because I'm literally not even really into this guy. And she could tell, like, I mean, I'm not really into you. And he said something that really made me mad. Like, sir, I'm checking on you, trying to make sure that you're okay. You're telling me, don't be blowing up my phone with that. Like, I'm fine. Just leave me alone. Okay. Cool. I I know how to do it. Guess what? Your ass got blocked. I blocked you for a good week. And then unblocked you and act like I didn't even know that you was blocked. It was like, how do you know? I was like, well, you don't really text me like that anyway. So, I mean, how am I supposed to know that you blocked? I was blocking a whole bunch of people. You ended up on my blacklist by accident. Okay. Well, you believe that. Why? I don't know. But it's cool. So, he kept saying, oh, like, I love you and, like, all of this. And I'm changing the subject because, so I really don't care. Um... I'm not, my feelings haven't progressed for you like that. So, yeah, that's that. So, I took him off the blacklist and all of that. And me and my friend talking. Well, and I'm, well, me and my friend was talking and, like, I showed her and, like, I told her, like, the stuff. And she was like, girl, you, she was like, do you even like this dude? I was like, I like his personality. She was like, no, do you like the dude? I was like, yeah. She was like, so you just gonna lead this guy on? Yep. Now, my kicker is you talking about how your ex was abusive to you, broke your ribs without a care in the world, and like all of this. Sir, you're six foot tall. You're six two. Six two. I'm just saying, you're six two, and you let like a five six girl break your ribs without a care in the world. Okay whatever that's not my problem that's yours but <clears throat> you said that she broke your ribs and like she was doing all of this stuff and she really didn't care she hurt you a lot she was physically and mentally abusive i was like oh well i mean i wouldn't do that if we were to date and like all of this baby <laughs> i stopped you know reaching out because the thing that i realized I was more initiating the conversation than you were. I already found another guy, and I'm still I'm still talking to this guy. And I told him, I told my other cousin, well, who is also my best friend, and she was like, "Girl, you really be out here doing this?" I'm like, "What?" She was like, "If we ever got together, and I'm asking you, so like, what happened to Cameron?" And I'd be like, "Who?" She'd be like, "Cowboy." Oh, cow. Yeah, I dumped him. She was like, "Girl, you just be out here just dumping dudes." Yeah, I do. She was like, girl, you. 
you really be like this. She was like, and you really don't have a care in the world. And I was like, no. She was like, you are just OMG. And I'm like, what? Guys aren't the only ones that can be players. I mean, girls can too. Especially if they learn it from their dad. Like if they're not with their mom or whatever. Or their uncles. And if they have a brother, then they learned it from their brother. Me, I was too busy. I was with my uncles, and I learned how to lie to the women that they were with because they was over here being players. I'm just saying. I'm just saying not all of my uncles were doing that, but I mean some of them were. And my thing was get me ice cream because I'm going to make it seem like we went, we went out, had fun and all of that, but bring me back with some ice cream because I want ice cream. Or if it's some food that I want, you better bring me back with some food to my mama house. Especially if we're at your girl house. Baby, bring me back with some food. That's how you earn my silence. And so that's how that's how it was. So, I mean, I learned how to pimp some guys. And I had guy friends. And it was funny. Because, I mean, the guy friends that I had, they had like three girlfriends at the same time. And none of them knew about each other. And they were all, all three, no, two of them were at the same school. One was not. So, I mean, I'm just saying, deuces. Deuces. I'm sorry, but this is my son, Grady. But, I mean, he really thought that he had me. So, what's today? Today is April 5th. March. No, actually, it was April 2nd. And, I mean, I'm on my snap. You know, going through stories and all of this. And I get to his. And his snap got a whole female on it. And you told me that you had a sister. And, you know, you was talking to your sister and you forgot to text me. And, like, I mean, it's your sister. Okay. Understandable. Whatever. But I message you and I'm like, your sister? Now, I unfriended him. Added him back. Looked at the story again screenshotted it sent it to my two besties well my three besties which are my little cousins and i was like the girl the girl that he like that he's posting on his story now i have been telling him if we're dating you should post me on your story like yada 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 you didn't want to do that you asked for a picture to post me on your story and you never did that okay red flag number three well four okay cool no problem but i look at your story and this is the girl on your story so i mess it me being petty i message your sister i wake up and i'm unfriended so i'm laughing like i'm laughing because i sent it i said i took a screenshot of that and i sent it to like a little group chat and i was like the fact that he hadn't added me the fact that he unfriended me, so he named this girl. And the thing about it is, it wasn't an upgrade. It was a downgrade. I look much better than her, and not to boast myself, but I'm just saying. If you're going to dump somebody and post another girl on your story, I'm going to need her to look a little bit better than me. Like, so I can be jealous and be like, oh, well, damn, this fucking guy, he didn't and he went, OMG, like the, how, how he just do this to me? 
But it's not. It's laughable because the girl not even cute. You not cute on top of it. She not even cute. So you know what? Cool. No problem. I mean, I find it completely funny. Like, I mean, I really don't care. Because guess what? Guess what I'm doing? In the midst of me and you talking, I've been talking to a whole nother guy. And the difference between you and him is he actually puts effort into wanting to be with me. He puts effort into wanting to be with me. Ask me, you know, some questions like, hey, where would you, how would you like your first date? Like, what food you like to eat? Like, what do you like in all of this? Well, you, you, you didn't really ask them questions. Secondly, oh boy, Ashley messages is message me first. I like, look here, if you're on my Snapchat, I'll be forgetting to message some people back. So some people be left on open. But in him, I'm not going to leave him on open. Because, I mean, he actually puts effort into, you know, wanting to get to know me and all of this. And, I mean, I'm a, if you go put effort into getting to know me and wanting to date me, I'm going to put effort into wanting to get to know you and dating you. But, I, but guess what? I am still talking to other guys. I'm still, I made a whole completely new dating profile on another completely different app. And I'm still talking to other guys. Does this dude know that? No, he doesn't. And guess what? He's not about to. Because why should I tell him? I mean, he's probably talking to other chicks anyway. I mean, guys are going to be guys. And I'm going to be me. Because guess what? If that dude did not unfriend me, I've been unfriended him, blocked him, added him right back, and told him, hey, like, um... I'm bored. Like, how you doing? Like, yada, 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 yada. And I'm like a little toddler. Whenever I get bored with something, I throw it away. I just throw it. And then I come back to it whenever I want to deal with it again. And then, you know, talk to it and then push it away again. My attention span is very short. So, me dealing with a dude, if you don't capture my attention too too long then uh, i mean sorry sir but you got to go if you can't hold my attention for very long like hold my attention to where i'm not talking to other guys then something wrong with you and i'm gonna need you to do a little bit better but i mean guys will be guys girls will be girls and i can honestly say girls are the best players out there because guess what we can make you believe that we're actually into you. And then as soon as you leave, we really don't care. Now, if we were in a long relationship and all of this, and, like, we said I love yous and, like, all of this, then, yeah, I would be hurt. But then again, I'd be laughed to mess off. I mean, I'm not going to lie and say that, I, uh, well, I wouldn't grieve our relationship. But I'm saying I'm laughed to mess off because... In the midst of our relationship, I was probably still talking to a whole nother guy. And it wasn't even one of, oh, I want to date you. No, it was like a guy friend. I made a guy friend. And I knew his intentions were he wanted to date me, but he respected my relationship. Guess what? As soon as we date, I'm going to wait at least, at least six months. And I'm going to date him. Guess what? You're not the only guy. And that's why us... <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, us women, we have our second choice. We have our third choice. It's, it's always going to be something like that. I'll be quick.
Most of the guys are on my blacklist. And guess what? Whenever I get bored with whichever one I'm talking to, and I don't want to talk to him for a little bit, I'm going to leave him unopened. And I'm going to go unblock one of the other guys, and I'm going to talk to them, make them believe that I want to be with them, and then block their ass again. Because, I mean, I'm just, I got it like that. Oh, well. But anyway, it was great talking to y'all. This is the ending. But I think y'all deserve some songs. So, we're going to end it listening to what? Nothing but music. So, talk to y'all another time. Mwah. Love ya.
Baby, can't raise a man by K. Michelle is. Ooh. That song is. That song really hit. Because, I mean, you really can't raise a man. Because he always going to be a player. I mean, the ones that are players make it bad for the ones that are actually genuine and want to talk to a girl. Actually, you know, want to get to know her, date her, and all of this. But, I mean, the ones that decide that they want to be players. <laughs> Kinda makes you lose your trust in guys. But I honestly said this. I'm being a player because, I mean, I'm not stuck on one guy. Just saying. But I mean, this was a great episode and I hope y'all enjoyed it with me. With all my crazy music and all of that. But I can't say it, baby. Oh, what's my name? Oh, nah, nah. Oh, what's my name? What's my name? Say my name. I mean, I'm just saying. Actually, say my name. And when you say it, know exactly who you're talking about. Because it wasn't the girl that made you believe that she actually cared and she liked you and she could have possibly loved you. No, it's the one that was playing you, but you think that you played her. Oh, well. But bye bye. Talk to y'all another time. I am busy. I'm not gonna lie. I am busy with this crazy college schedule that I have. So don't really don't be upset if I don't you know release another episode. But I got y'all. I'm trying at least do one again at the end of this month. Peace. And I've been over.